welcome everyone and welcome you to the promo space. Um, for those who don't know, my name is Vinny Driscoll. I'm the Digital Content Director at ASI, and I'm thrilled to have as guest Brittany Godsey, Chief Revenue Officer at Tennessee-based supplier Gold Bond. Brittany, welcome to promo space. Thank you. Thank you for the warm welcome and thank you for everybody listening, whether it's now or on the podcast. Yeah. Awesome. So we have a great topic to discuss today. It's rebranding and all the work that goes into one, including, ta-da, social media efforts. And that's really kind of the gist of, of, of why I'm, I'm going to use this from my social angle. But if you don't already know, Gold Bond announced this week a complete brand refresh. And we're going to be discussing that momentarily. But before we get started, I encourage anyone who has a comment or question to hold it until the end. If you want to speak and you're on mobile, you should see a request mic button in the bottom left corner of your app. Uh, when we finish our discussion, which should be about 30 minutes, um, we'll encourage comments then. If you're on desktop, unfortunately, you can only listen. Okay, let's let's talk rebranding, Brittany. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about why Gold Bond decided it needed a brand refresh and when that decision was made? Yeah, great question. So for Gold Bond, I think it really started when COVID hit, right? Because when the pandemic hit, our our C-suite really took a full force deep dive into what we were offering as a value add to our clients and our consumers. You know, we became extremely like obsessively cognizant of learning the way that we were typecast in the industry back in that particular moment versus what we wanted to be known for when we exploded out of the pandemic, even though we didn't know at that time when that would be, right? Everybody, nobody knew how long the pandemic was going to last and and when the light at the end of the tunnel was going to take place. But that's really what became the catalyst for us also narrowing our scope of authority and drilling into what we call our core lanes of competency. So before COVID, we had this large buffet of category options, I guess you could say. But what we didn't have was enough depth in most all of those areas to truly command any market share. So to drive that top of mind awareness, we had to really kind of sit back, stop and say, hey, we we can't be everything to everybody, but we also don't want to be everything to everybody. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. So we we started doing a lot of reconnaissance on our current client portfolio in that moment, trying to figure out, you know, who are the best distributors that we align with? You know, which ones make the most sense and and who do we speak to the most? And much the same way distributors put together their go to market market strategy of who they want to attract and the type of clients they're going after, we revisited that same exercise ourselves. So that became the sort of start of our rebirth where we reimagined our service offerings and our value propositions based on the clients that we align best with. And then from there, we just started grinding away at building up the offerings that made sense. And once we got to a certain point, that's when we realized, hey, we could we can reintroduce ourselves to the industry with a visual appearance that match our operational enhancements for the industry. So I would say that's, that's really where we got our start for sure. So it was pre pandemic. You guys actually conceptualized a rebrand. Yeah. So I would say like we were already toying with our corporate strategy, right? That's a commitment that we have every year, just to make sure that we're sound to our credos and things like that. And then when the pandemic took place, that's really when it was like, okay, game on, you know, we really need to hunker down. What do we want to be when we grow up? (laughs) Now it's time to put the face, the music and put our money where our mouth is. So when the pandemic hit, did you find that you guys had a lot of time to devote to that? Or was that like, 
you kind of put it on hiatus for a bit, revisited it maybe a few months later. Like, I'm interested to know how long between the idea to, to rebrand, the execution, and then it, when you actually go live with the rebrand. How long did that take, mm. so to speak? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good question. Um, well, to answer your first question, you know, did the pandemic create a lapse of time for us to hunker down and get started? No, it was actually quite the opposite. Everybody was petrified at that moment in time and didn't know when to, to what to anticipate. So for us, it was really all hands on deck in terms of screaming versatility. You know, we started cross training in areas, started learning how to do more with less. So if anything, it was more strain on our current team, just because we were all challenged to be nimble in those moments. And um, I'm proud of where we all ended up. I think our team had a lot of grit through that whole period of time, but it, it was more of the wake up call for a gold bond of, Hey, we need to, we need to really take note that we know we're going to pull out of this. We don't know when that's going to be for the world, much less for our company. But when we come out of this, we want to make sure that we come out strong and how can we do that? And so it just forced a cross-examination of the way that we operate today, how we're typecast in the industry versus how we operate in the future and how we want to be typecast in the future. So, yeah, I think, um, I think the the pandemic didn't create more time for us to focus on it. It just really made our decisions a lot more, uh, I guess, imperative and quick. <laughs> I, one thing I can compliment our team on is, you know, most most people they kind of crumble under pressure, right? When the stakes get high, they they buckle a little bit because they get nervous. And I gotta commend our team <laughs> inside our building. I know I'm going a little off task here, but our team truly thrives. You know, we really thrive beyond measure we step it up when when we're met with chaos and you see us make quick decisions um on things that normally would probably take months so for us it was just all the work that went into it is what took so long to get to the point that we're at today excellent and, I, and i'm going to get to to some of uh, those points uh shortly but so when i think about a rebrand you know i i think of you know, a lot of different aspects of a, of a brand's, you know, refreshing. Um, but when I hear about, you know, a brand announcing something and, it, you know, it only took a month to do, like, I feel like that's, a, it's, it's almost too quick. It's, it's a knee jerk reaction to, uh, to a rebrand. Like now you guys started pre pandemic and then kind of it worked through the pandemic in coming up with this rebrand. Now, w what is, what what would you say is a typical time frame for a that a company should allot for a rebrand? I'm not saying it's right for everybody, but what you know, how much time should a comp if, if a company's thinking about doing it, how much time should they actually allot to doing to one of these? Ooh, that's a that's a tough one, only because I think it depends on the size and scope of your business, perhaps. You know, for us, you know, like I said, the real conversations got kickstarted back in 2020, but it took us a while to conceptualize what we wanted and then to go back and process map the services internally to make sure we could support our service standards to our clients. So there were a lot of meetings with different departments, whether it was with the actual managers or technicians, just to understand how to get it right before we mass market released it to our client base. And then that visual ballet 
you know, that went into everything, the graphics and the visuals, the pretty stuff that everybody sees, you know, that probably took a good seven months really drilling in on the psychology of the brand, the colors, the visuals, but, you know, more importantly, the story. So I think it really is, to answer your question, I'm completely predicated on the size of your organization and all of the elements of it, the services you you had. For us, it was, we turned into a little bit of a blooming field, right? We reimagined everything from the foundation up. So not just the mission, vision, and core values, but the services that we provided to our portfolio and what they were then versus what we felt like they could be if we were going to reimagine ourselves um, to better service our clients in the future. And so we actually had to build those services from scratch, not just conceptually, but process mapping them and, and testing them, running them through the gauntlet to make sure before we released it to mass market that we had something that met our, met our standards to our customers. I love that you used visual ballot to describe, you know, what you had to do from a design perspective and and we're going to we're going to get into some of the changes that you guys made now. So, can you tell me, you know, what are some of the changes that are included in Gold Gold Bond's rebrand? Mm, yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> a ton, right? I could I could go a couple of ways with this question. I think I could answer it visually, service-wise, maybe even internal operations. But for the all of our friends on the call, I think you're probably more interested in the service buffet that we launched that people can take and use. And for us, we've already deployed 11 new customer components that were all facets of this refresh. And those 11 include things like 3PL services for warehouse and fulfillment, custom sourcing options on the website, Zoom catalog, flat rate drop shipping for um, customer orders and for flat rate sample shipping, online inventory, online freight estimations, online order status and payments through the website. We can now file a claim through the website if we needed to. And I think one of the most popular ones today is our influencer kit packages. Those actually tie into social media quite nicely, but that, that's a really cool way for us to set ourselves apart and set our distributors apart by getting them exclusive access to pre-release products before the main inventory comes in so that they can position themselves as an industry insider getting first first right access, right, to things that aren't even live yet, aren't even in the building. So we've deployed those 11 things. And then we have two more that are soon to be released. We have what we're calling the XP factory, which is a set of nine different experiences that we can put on at, at people's big events, um, like, you know, national sales meetings and things like that. So that's going to be released within the month of June, probably, probably mid to late next week, actually. And then we do have a, a second component, which is a live chat feature that's going to be released on the website later this year and then we have you know a buffet of other things that are trickling out but those two are probably the next two biggest uh, pieces that will be coming out so a lot of work to go in and process map those things much less conceptualize them and try to actually get some good feedback from our customer base just to make sure that we were hitting the pulse of what they felt was a value add and not just creating frills and fluff that didn't make a difference to them. So we tried to really do a good job of taking those things into consideration and making sure that if we implemented them, we implemented them in the way that would be the most helpful to our client portfolio. Excellent. Now, you did you introduce some of these in slowly over time or did a lot of these go into effect um, when you announced the rebrand on June 6th? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, <laughs> it's funny because we actually planned 
for the refresh to go live at the start of 2022. And we quickly realized that that date probably wasn't going to be achievable, right? So luckily, we hadn't made any announcements. So as we went, people just thought, wow, Gold Bond, you're just really stepping it up because they didn't know it was a buildup to a grander plan. And looking back, I'm, I'm actually glad it happened that way, even though that probably wouldn't have been the way that we planned it intentionally just because it gave our clients the opportunity to see how we were switching things up in a slow drip before we packed the big punch changes, right? So it actually yielded a little bit of positive momentum and sentiment around the evolution before the announcement took place. Um, but yeah, it was it was a slow roll for sure. <laughs> so tell me about your logo. There, there was a change to your logo, and I know that um, the initial change um, was in 2014. I think that was the last time you guys did a, uh, a rebrand. And your logo is, is very similar to what it was in 2014 when you changed it. But what are the changes to your logo um, in this iteration? Sure. Yeah, I think this goes actually a little bit deeper of a conversation. So the first thing was, you know, the staff team, like I mentioned, us reimagining those five lanes of authority, mission, vision, core value statement, all of those good things. But the real kicker was uh, Mark. Mark was probably one of our biggest hurdles, not and I don't want to say hurdle, our biggest one of our stumbling blocks. Mark is our president for anybody who is not familiar on the call. And we knew from jump that it was going to take a village to earn Mark's permission to revise the visual look. Right. So I think what we did where we won him over is when we said, listen, we don't want to completely overhaul the brand, right? People do recognize that globe in the industry. We're not taking the globe away. What we wanted to do was reshape it. And instead, we wanted to turn it into the true beating heartbeat that we internally recognized it as, but externally finally had the opportunity to deploy. Same thing with the colors and the typography, which all goes into the visual, right? We didn't want to sway too far away from our heritage. We just finally wanted to let the external visuals beat to the same drum we've been pounding inside our walls at headquarters. So for the logo itself, gosh, man, you could really go crazy on the minuscule details and, you know, the constant refining, constant tweaking, because there's always that what if, right? If, what if we just tweak it like this? What if we just do it like that? Um, for us, it was really just concentrating um, and hunkering down on how to find a way that the brand and the globe was a living, breathing heartbeat of gold bond that glows from the inside out and helps you really experience the brand, not just notice it. So when we shape, reshape the logo, we didn't really distort it. We just kind of reimagined it, but kept its concept intact. And same thing with the, uh, the colorways, the, the old logo paid homage and respect to our acquisition of worldwide. And they did, a ton of full color things. That's what they were known for in the industry. So our globe reflect, reflected that full color dimension, right? Which was cool, but it also me meant that when you see certain things, think of like Apple and Amazon, when you see certain colors, you almost instinctively associate it to something that you're familiar with. But because we had so many things going on in our logo, trying to represent our full color capabilities, it almost made it somewhat unrecognizable. So we just took some of the best parts of, of, that old logo and 
capitalized on it and really turned those into the focal points, which is what you see today in that cyan teal look, that kind of burnt orange glow that's sitting in the middle, looking like the heartbeat. And um, then kind of your standards, you know, like your background tones that were very clean, very universal, things like white and gray. And, and that pays homage to the brand attributes that we put together for, for Gold Bond when we were talking about this new, this new vision of who we wanted to be. It's amazing that there's so much effort that can go into something like a logo. Um, yeah, and, and I know that I'm going to work with a lot of designers and I know how much effort goes into imagery for a business. Uh, you know, you have to make sure that, that you know, the branding colors are, are correct and you have to take into consideration all, all aspects of the company and how it's going to affect something like a rebrand. Now, can I ask if you went, um, did you go with the updated logo internally? Did somebody do it, um, you know, externally? Was there an agency involved? How much work did uh, the new logo take? Yeah, you know, if we're going to do anything, we're going to try to do it right. We ran that sucker through the gauntlet. <laughs> we came up with probably, oh my gosh, dozens of iterations of what we thought it could be before we actually changed the shape, we just tried to facelift, if you will, the colors, make them maybe more neon, more electric, uh, things like that. And then we thought, okay, maybe, maybe we need to change the shape. And we round, rounded out like probably 30 different shapes. And we were like, oh, none of these work. And so we were like, maybe it's because we've been looking at this thing for so long. You know how sometimes when you're so tied to it and emotionally bound to it it almost makes it tough for you to see the forest from the trees and we did we reached out to a couple of different um, outside parties just to see what they might come up with versus our in-house uh, we have some in-house graphic design teams and our senior designer is the one that really brought the brand to life and and made it what you see today but yeah we we even looked at what they had to offer and we're like no they don't know us the way that we know us right we were really fixated on the story and how do we visually match the story and the message that we're trying to show with the graphics that we portray throughout the industry so we ended up going with our senior graphic designer um, Justin he's just a beast and he came up with so many of the versions that we ran through the gauntlet and um what he did was really make it three-dimensional and there's a lot of cool things that we're going to slow drip but you're going to see where the the globe looks like it's rotating on its axis it looks like it's pulsating in different ways you're going to see during the holidays we're going to do something similar to what you might find on Google when you go to google.com and they change with the season. So you're going to see the globe look like a Christmas tree, right? And the internal and external layers will separate from themselves to unhatch new services and things like that. So we got a ton of fun things that we're getting ready to deploy, but really taking into consideration all of those different things that we knew we wanted to do. It was tough um, to build a logo that could accommodate. And I think Justin really hit the nail on the head. I got to give him mass kudos. It's, there's nobody that can that knows our brand to our core the way that he does because he's been with us for a while now. So he really understood some of the weird things that we were trying to do, but didn't know how to articulate whenever we were talking to external parties. So I think he did a nice job for sure. Yeah, I would say it. I really like it. You know, I saw it when you guys uh, released it on June 6th. Um, you know, it's clean. It's shiny. I, I like I really think it's it pops. Um, and Justin did a great job on it. Um, but again, you know, I'm not I'm not your brand. I don't know 
you know, what your core values are. I don't know what it reflects, but when I first saw the, the logo, I was like, this, this is great. Um, you know, it's, it's a really sharp logo. Now I have to talk about social media because I'm a social media guy. I do a lot of work for ASI for social media. I've been doing it for a long time and I have to commend you, your approach to social media in this rebrand. You use social media to your advantage. Uh, you were promoting this um, rebrand. You didn't say it was a rebrand. You were kind of teasing people on social media, saying something big is coming. Uh, all of your social media platforms were teasing this. And a lot of times I see rebrands, not only in this industry, but in any industry, whenever there's a rebrand, it seems like social media is, is an afterthought. They, they don't use it to their advantage. The, the, the new logo doesn't, doesn't, isn't represented on social media. So there's a lot of disconnect with, with the social media from the actual rebrand of the business that didn't happen with you guys. And I really, you know, that's how I noticed this. This is the impetus for this conversation. And I want to ask you, you know, can you tell us about your approach to social media, um, you know, and how you integrate it into the rebranding effort? Because I know that you guys didn't forget about it and you were really cognizant of it. And that tells me that you, you realize the importance of it. Yeah, absolutely. First off, thank you. I really appreciate that. Our marketing team is truly world-class for sure. They did a great job. Um, I appreciate this question. <laughs> <laughs> so much because for anyone listening in on this conversation, just, just hear me out, right? If you aren't leveraging your social media to support your brand, shame on you. Okay. I think it can 100% be argued that you're just, you're absolutely missing the boat. And, and I think everybody gets suffocated by the excuses at times. And I am 100% at fault for, you know, saying, I don't have time. I'm not a social media expert. I'm scared of how people are going to receive me. But at the end of the day, y'all, social can be the platform that expands your reach beyond the markets you're physically capable of broaching. For us at Gold Bond, it was an opportunity to build the anticipation up, to spark intrigue and really take note of what we were offering. You know, it was this, this orchestra, this visual symphony that laid out a red carpet invitation to come and see what we were all about. And people we considered evangelists and people that we've never done business with could take note and recognize that something big was being announced. And whether you had done business with us before or not, it prompted people to continually check in to make sure they didn't miss out on what was happening. And um, for those of you who just didn't get a chance to see it, here's what we did just to make sure that we had some reach. If you can just pretend that take your logo, right? Um, and this is what we did. We took our logo and and we printed our logo on a sticker visually. So just pretend you see a picture in your mind of your logo on a sticker and we put it everywhere. And then each day we grab the top right corner of that sticker and we peeled it back just a little more, just a little more and more each day. It slowly started peeking through the new logo underneath, but in a way that you couldn't really make out what it was until right before we were ready to release it. And so we flooded that that little sticker campaign everywhere. Going back to that symphony, you know, everything worked in concert on our website banners, our email signatures, our social posts, including things like Instagram and LinkedIn, blah, 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 blah. So each day it's like, ooh, a little more, right? So people kept getting teased to come back to see if they could figure out 
what was under there from that little visual snack that we were handing out just a little at a time, all while saying, stay tuned, Monday at 10, we're dropping the announcement. And then when Monday at 10 came, you know, finally, finally <laughs> the moment that we were all waiting for. And we announced it with this really fun splash video that pays tribute to our history, but also respectfully deploys our new commitments with our new mission and our new vision statements and our core categories of authority. And at the end of that video, right? So we built up the story a little bit in a quick two minute or less video. We had the visual coming out party of the new look. And then that's when you saw it deploy in concert across all of our channels. So I think our marketing team did an exceptional job with it. Uh, you just don't realize how much tediousness goes into things like that, making each of those um, to where they were literally looking like they were peeling something off visually each day to give that snack and, and keep that teaser going. It was a lot of work, but I think they did a good job. And that'd be one of the things that I wish we could have done even more of looking back on it, right? Like hindsight 2020. I wish we could have had more time to build up the luster without being so long that people just got bored with it. But we had already missed our initial window. And so we were just all hands on deck trying to get that new visual out there into the public. And so um, I think they did a really, really great job of just giving it a little teaser with a short window of time so that we didn't lose uh, people's captivation with it. Yeah, I agree. You guys did a really, I would argue it, it's it's better than, than great. You guys did an excellent job in getting your social media um, involved in this rebrand. And to me, I feel like, this is, again, why I wanted to have this conversation uh, with you today, because it's it's one of those rebrands that I will remember because of the amount of social media that you that you um, applied to it and how you teased the rebrand. You teased something big was coming. You didn't say what it was and you had everything working in concert together and it. it to me, I felt like this was r really well done from the social media perspective. Um, and that's why I wanted to have this conversation, because I think it's it's basically now a standard of how you should be integrating your social media into a rebrand. Uh, I had mentioned earlier that, you know, there are still brands that I see who have recently gone through um, a refresh. They've updated their logo. But if you go to their social media it's the old logo. It's where they have social media that's dormant and it, it's, it doesn't really reflect any of anything that's new. And that to me is a fracturing of the brand. It's, you know, it's, it's, it, it's a disconnect. And from, you know, a customer or a potential customer's perspective, you're like, is this the same company? I'm not even sure, you know, their social media doesn't look like their website. And to me, I feel like that happens a lot today and it's unfortunate, but when you have, you know, the effort that you guys put into it. Um, and I can click off of your website into any one of your social media right now. And I could see the updated logo. I could see, um, you know, all the information about the rebrands. Um, now let me ask you about that video that you guys created. How much effort went into that? <laughs> I could only imagine the faces of the marketing team. <laughs> right now hearing you ask that question um you know a lot went into how we are portraying our core lanes of authority today right and so we developed these brand attributes where we said hey we want to be sleek and universal um 
functional, but unique, engaging and friendly. And so everything that we do for a decision, those will act as anchors for the collateral that we push out to all of our public facing assets. And um, when it came to the video, we were like, how do you how do you tell that story in two minutes or less to make sure that people hang on? And so. I thought they did a really good job. What they did was really kind of breathe the old logo out and said, hey, you know, it's it's time to move on. Right. Basically, let's, we're reinforcing homage to our past, but reimagining our future. And you see the globe split in half and separate to the left and the right side of the screen. And then our new mission and vision flash up. And all of a sudden, the new globe in a dark scale, it looks like it's kind of murdered out. Right. They, it comes together and collides and showcases these new core lanes of authority that we're expressing as hydration penmanship golf carry and promotional essentials right and you see these little visual videos and stills kind of working together to illustrate what those categories are and then right at the end you see the more than you expect tagline and this electric uh, visual of the old and new logo flip-flopping back and forth to the beat in the of the sound and then all of a sudden the, the new one the new one kind of electrifies itself and splashes onto the onto the scene. So she did a killer job um, with that. I know it took her a ton of work. We tweaked it a bunch of different times. Going back to your earlier question about, you know, did you use external sources or internal sources? We we took everything into consideration. And those brainstorming sessions were really a lot of fun for that because no idea was off the t off the table. But it also gave us an open format to design something from scratch. And so that was kind of the, the step one. That video was step one into a combination of things that we'll be deploying throughout the throughout the year. But you're right. Everything that you said earlier, you absolutely hit the nail on the head. And I really appreciate you um, shedding light on it because you don't realize all the little cubby holes of where your brand lives, right? And it took collaboration with a lot of departments and coordination with IT just to ensure that everything was transitioned in harmony together. So for any of the distributors that are listening in, and if you have a customer that's maybe, you know, inter entertaining the idea of a refresh, you really got to sit down with them and go, okay, what are those cubby holes? Where does your brand live today, whether it's internally or externally, because it's an opportunity for you to add the refresh there, right? So things like uh, the, we have floor stickers that we're deploying where it's going to ring through the the hallways of production for people that are pacing back and forth um, getting orders out of the building and it's going to be uh, you know tape <laughs> tapestry hanging on the walls and the the doorways of the office environment so that's an opportunity for you guys on the call to engage your distributors you know how are you portraying this refresh internally not just externally to your client portfolio how are you engaging your internal employees and associates to make sure that they have the emotional buy-in and that they know what that mission statement is and that value and those core values are um that was probably more important um, than anything else for us because we all had this kind of motto that we lived by and it was this credo that you couldn't really articulate but we all live and breathe it and we die by it right all of us will jump in at any time to help one another and you'll see salespeople out there on the production floor to get their orders out and production people learning how to do weird things to help sales get stuff out of the building based on crazy requests so it's a great opportunity for you to really sit back and and engage your client make sure that there's synergy 
at the same time that the announcement goes out. And that was a long list of line items to be aware of and do right. You know, things like quote, sales orders, invoices, letterhead, business cards, sales collateral, third party search sites, signatures, every page on the website, just like you said, all of that had to work in concert and, and synergize together to to do it right. And um, for anybody on the call that's entertaining a refresh or looking for a customer, I would definitely take note of that. And there's probably a lot of opportunity for you to provide some sales collateral or make some revenue off of it <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for, for sure. And, you know, th this has been great, uh, Brittany, you know, you, that was a, a mouthful there, but you covered a lot of areas and it's important to remember, you know, all of those places that your brand is represented and you can't forget those. Um, and social media, you know, especially historically has been one of those areas that a lot of people forget. They just kind of, you know, it's, yeah, I have a site, you know, I have a Facebook page, I have uh, Instagram, but you kind of forget it, it goes dormant, but it still represents your brand. You know, it's, it's, people still will find your social media, they'll go to your Facebook page. Um, you know, a lot of people just go to a Facebook page to see if there are reviews of a brand, you know, and if your brand is dormant, and if it's, if it's not, it doesn't match your website, you, you know, that is, that's not a good, that's not a good look for you and your potential customers or your customers would be like, mm, they don't really, you know, it doesn't even match. I'm not even sure this is the, this is the same company and they may go elsewhere. And I think it's important to have that conversation. And, and, you know, you, you know, you really touched upon that earlier about getting together with your entire company, you know, making sure all the departments are included, conceptualizing what this rebrand is going to do, what you're trying to accomplish and make sure all your bases are covered because if you if you don't have all your bases covered you're going to have things like you talk about those cubby holes places where your brand is represented um you know poorly you know it may be, have the look of the last website update and you know that's not going to to look good on your brand so Couple more questions. If you want to add a comment or a question, uh, you know, now's the time you can uh, request a mic. Now, Brittany, you know, you, you touched upon a few of the stumbling blocks earlier, but can you tell me some of the real sore points about going through a rebrand? Mm, yeah. Uh, mm, wow. <laughs> I think for us, it comes down to four, some of which we've We've touched on a little bit already. I wouldn't say they, they were mo so much more stumbling blocks, perhaps, as they were just really critical buy-in moments for us as a company, right? And um, starting with the C-suite, I think that was number one. Uh, C-suite staff sitting in a room, redefining our corporate strategy down to the core of who we are as people and not just an organization. You know, we toggled back and forth for months with ideas and just constant critiquing of our company and what we want to be viewed as in the eyes of our clients. So I'd say number one would be would be staff and us reimagining that mission, vision, core value statement and truly saying, yes, we commit to these five lanes of authority. Let's go hard at it. Right. Um, second one would be Mark. Right. What I what I mentioned earlier, uh, getting his emotional buy in and permission to allow us to revise that visual look. That was probably number two. And number three, we touched on that a little bit. It's itself which is the logo and going crazy uh down to those really crazy details and constant refining that would probably be number three and then number four is is the details those cubby holes you know everywhere your brand lives it took collaboration and um we wanted to make sure that when we did it we did it right so that it didn't look 
we wanted to showcase the story of why now is the best time to launch the newest version of our organization. And if not, it was going to dilute our brand integrity, right? And if we didn't have it all working exactly the way that we wanted to at exactly the right time, those mixed materials flying around, we're going to make us look disorganized and halfway complete. And we did not want to do anything that would dilute the potential of how people saw that first impression of our brand, whether they were new or existing clients. And so for us, that I guess those would be the four like critical buy-in moments for us as an organization, not so much stumbling blocks, but I hope that answers your question. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I mean, that was great. I, I feel like if everyone buys into a rebrand immediately and they just kind of sit down, it's like, Oh yeah, let's do that. I, I think it's not going to go well. I think you, you need to have pushback. You need to have those hard conversations. You need to really kind of, think about what your brand is and what it represents and you need to have those hard conversations. And it sounds like you guys did that. You guys were really kind of pushing to, to get the best out of this rebrand that, that you could have possibly gotten, um, you know, and knowing how much time went into this, uh, you know, it was pre pandemic. You guys were thinking about this, um, knowing how much effort went into the, into the new logo, the, the social media, uh, the video tells me that you really thought this through and you really kind of dotted all your I's and crossed all your T's. And I think that's great. And I think that's a, an important lesson for anybody who wants to do a rebrand, even if it's a, even if it's a small tweak. And I know um, like for some of the major brands uh, like Burger King in the last couple of years, they tweaked their logo so, so smallly, like you didn't even notice there was a tweak. But apparently there was so much effort that went into that one tweak with their logo. Um, and people noticed, you know, even though it was a very small amount of work, when I, I use work in, you know, air quotes, it's, it's a lot of work, um, you know, but even something small, has there has to be a conversation about it. There has to be a lot of work involved. It can't be just, oh, a knee-jerk reaction. So it's really nice to see that you guys, you know, spent a lot of, time on this and that's what i that's what what i expected when i saw the results um so to me i feel like this was uh, exactly what i expected to hear now i'm getting some people here um mike ross um has a question but we're gonna i have one more question um so what is what is advice for anyone looking to update their brand um you've been through uh, at least one rebrand uh Brittany, um can you tell us some advice that you would give anyone who's looking to refresh their brand? Yeah, for sure. You know, I knew that this question was probably going to pop up. So I tried to think it through and um, I'd, I'd boil it down to three. You know, just the first one is make sure you're doing the update for the right reasons. If you're just looking to update graphics, that may not be the best reason to move forward. You know, you need to showcase the story of why now is the best time to launch the newest version of your organization. Because if not, I think it almost dilutes your brand integrity, like I said before, just because you're like, okay, you just... You just put a new graphic up there, but that does it. You didn't really change anything about who you are and what you're committing to me as a consumer, right? So that would be number one. Um, number two, I'd say be meticulous. <laughs> be so meticulous. Really take inventory of everywhere that that brand is seen internally and externally and come up with a plan to ensure that all of those are transitioned together. If not, like I said, you'll, you'll have those mixed materials flying around. You're going to look disorganized, halfway complete, but you're also going to miss revenue that's on the table for you 
right, to go out there and capture a sale, right? If you're, whether it's you as the distributor or your client that's looking to reimagine their brand, you having that conversation is only going to help you understand their brand more, not less, right? But it's going to open up dialogue for you to embed ideas that they maybe didn't think of, like those floor stickers. Moving those floor stickers into the hallway is going to be critical for us because that's how we're going to anchor the decisions we make on our employee of the year, our manager of the year, our employees of the month, we really want to pay tribute to those that express those behaviors and those um, make those core value decisions on a day-to-day basis because we know that they're taking care of the company and the customer if we do that. And so that could be an opportunity for you guys. And then the third one is, like I said, have a plan. Um, updates to the brand. Those are a big deal. They're a really big deal. That's who you are, right? So make sure that you come up with a plan to get it out there and do it well. Some may some may not know <laughs> you're going through this transformation. So you really have to find a way to get the word out. And, you know, the whole point of this conversation is to say that social media is great. It's a free way to do it. Just doing something simple like taking a video and embedding it into the body of an email can be a great way to touch your existing client base with big news. But the most important thing is have a plan to express that big news. Make sure you're getting the attention and the eyes on your new brand that you deserve because you don't want that effort to be for naught. But more importantly, you want them to know um, your story and feel compelled to go out and learn about that story for sure. Great. And again, Brittany, I I really appreciate your time today. Um, I'm going to open it up to whoever wants to speak. And I know uh, Mike Ross from Proforma has a question or a comment. Mike, how's it going? Hey, what's up? Um, Appreciate letting me speak. I just have a quick question. It's like, what were the most uncomfortable conversations and like difficult battles in the rebrand thing to where like just some things were off limits, I'm sure, and changing, like maybe like the name, obviously. Mm. But like, what were, what were those like, if you can share anything and like, how did they get resolved? Sure. I think that's a super great question and even a tough one to answer. I think for us, just based on our experience, the first thing was just getting the buy-in from Mark. He was like, every marketing department comes in here. Every time a new face rolls in, they want to change it, right? They think they've got the next best thing. We're not ready. It's not time. So we had to figure out a way to build up when is the right time. And that was uncomfortable too, just because we were in the middle of the pandemic. So to try to deploy new features, more features, better features that that gave clients an opportunity to engage us was like, man, we're just trying to get through the freaking day. We're trying to make a living here and make sure that we have a home to come to, much less deploying all of these crazy new things. But we positioned it as an opportunity to come out stronger. And we were garnering feedback at every chance we could to understand what distributors and consumers were going through so that we could come up with a new way to pacify that need to reconcile it. Um, so I think that that would probably be number one. The second one is just everybody's got an opinion, right? And it's subjective. I find certain colors to be more appealing and attractive than other people. Um, and when you're talking to a designer, that's what they do, man. That's like, you know, you're basically saying hey, your, your baby is ugly. <laughs> so uh, you never want to come off disrespectful, but it's hard to sometimes articulate this vision you have in your mind. 
And so for us, that was that took a lot of good teamwork for us to understand that, hey, any critiques that we make, we, we're doing it respectfully, but also we're making decisions that are a combination of data driven decisions, right? Like the psychology of the brand, the psychology of the colors and how engaging those are for people when they recognize them. And also the, the heritage of who we are. How do we combine those two to um, make everything whole and for us, that was probably the biggest thing. We, and the way we resolved it was just brainstorm after brainstorm after brainstorm. And we had to all bring ideas to the table. If we didn't like anything that was there, you can't just let it be the way that it's going to be. You have to bring something new to the table. Um, and I think that challenged us internally to get creative. The You're right. The name, the name was off limits, right? We weren't going to be able to change gold bond. We weren't going to be able to change more than you expect. Um, to our, you know, and that's still a thing that we toggled back and forth with because some interpret the more than you expect logo internally as a as a point of friction, right? We do have standards. We can't um, accommodate everything. So if a customer says, well, that's really not the more than you expect way, it almost paints a negative illustration. That's never what we want. We wanted the more than you expect tagline to be something that could we could live up to within our service standards. So setting expectations was how we had to reconcile it appropriately, um, even though we were like, let's change everything. Um, and then the globe the globe would probably be the last one. Mark was like, you know, over my dead body, will you t strip away the globe? It's t we've had so much history since, you know, the forties of, of that globe being in play. So the last thing that you're going to do is, is tarnish that legacy. So we just had to come up with a way to really bring life into it. And I think Justin did a good job by making the globe almost a breathing element that was kind of um, breathing, uh, looked like it was dimensional. It was glowing and it could, it could uh, it could move, you know, it could spin around, it could transform into those holiday colors. It could represent so many different things in in one visual. And so I think that's that's how we all kind of decided this was good. <laughs> I hope that answers your question. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. I appreciate you going. Back. Yeah, thanks for the question, Mike. And, you know, Brittany, I understand everyone has an opinion. Um, I've been working at ASI for 15 years, um, you know, and as everyone knows, ASI does so much. We're editorial, we're technology, um, you know, we're, we're sales. Like we do so much. And when we do a redesign of the website or a rebrand, um, you know, it's, it's a lot. You know, you talk to everyone, everyone's opinion is the, the most important to them. This is what I want for the website. This is what, you know, I want for um, an update to the website and it's always, they're the most important and I get it, you know, sales is the most important to them. Um, editorial is most important to them. So when you have a, a company that everyone has an opinion, it's hard to really kind of look at that and come up with something that everyone's going to be happy with. And a lot of times not everyone's happy, but you have to do what's best for the brand. Uh, you know, and this has been, you know, this has been a really good conversation about rebranding and, and, and all of that, all that goes into one. And to me, I, this is, again, Brittany, this has been a great conversation and, and I'm, it's opened up my eyes to how much goes into a rebrand. Um, you know, it's, it's not something to be taken lightly, uh, you know, and I really appreciate your time today. 
Yeah, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. And Mike, you know, from a data driven perspective, if you're not familiar with how to get that data, I would encourage, you know, your your brand or your customer's brand to take a look at maybe their Google Analytics because you can learn a lot about your customer personas from there and and start driving how you cater to the to those personas moving forward. But yes, thank you. Um, I really appreciate this conversation and getting the opportunity to give kudos to the to the team members that made this come to life. They did a really great job and put in so much work. And I'm really grateful to, to all of their efforts. And I'm excited uh, that it's getting a lot of traction and people taking note of who the new Gold Bond is and our commitment to the industry and our client portfolio. It's a, it's a big deal for us. And so we're excited to share it. But thank you for having me. Absolutely. And you can go to goldbondinc.com, check out um, their new uh, new branding. And of course, um, where else can they go, Brittany, to, to check out um, what you guys have done? Yeah, well, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't shout out the social media platforms. We're on all of the big ones. So LinkedIn, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, which you're on right now. Uh, we're, we're constantly dripping out new things um, that kind of show you the behind the scenes if you want to do that. And then uh, next week, you're going to see a series of video campaigns going out on some of the new services that we've launched as well. Awesome. Looking forward to it. And again, Brittany, thank you so much. Um, you know, this this um, is a conversation that I'm excited to archive. I'll have it up next week for my Social Angle podcast. Uh, I will be in touch with you. Uh, and everyone, thank you so much for listening, spending a little, little bit of your Friday with us. I'm here on the promo space and look for future episodes. I try to do these one o'clock on Fridays, one o'clock Eastern. Um, So, you know, check out Twitter. If anything interests you going forward, you know, check us out at one o'clock. Thanks again, Brittany. Thanks, guys. Take care, everyone.